Let's go to our Auburn Bank phone line to bring on a good friend of the program, a beat writer for the Auburn Tigers with AL.com, our good buddy Tom Green, kind enough to join us here on this Friday. Tom, how are you, man? I'm doing good, JJ. How about you guys? Uh, we're doing very well. Excited to catch up with you and uh, talk about everything going on in the life of Auburn athletics. Let's start with uh, football for the Tigers. I know earlier this week uh, that tour continues for both Bruce Pearl and Coach Harson, you were in Columbus, Georgia. What was the most significant thing that you took away from that, Tom? Uh, well, one, just some of the health of the team. Um, you know, I got an update on Anders Carlson. Um, you know, obviously, he tore his ACL there late in the season. And you never know exactly how long those things are going to take. But, you know, Brian Harson seemed pretty confident that, you know, Anders will be cleared and ready to go for the season opener against Mercer on September 3rd. Um, you know, ultimately, it's a it's going to be up to the medical staff to give him final clearance. But, you know, there's optimism there. He thinks that, you know, Honors has done a really good job with his rehab and recovery process and that, you know, mentally um, he's progressed really well there too. Um, but obviously he didn't participate in spring practices, but there were a few times where we kind of saw him off to the side, you know, kicking kick him some, some shorter field goals, which, you know, five months removed from ACL surgery, uh, probably a pro- promising sign for them. Um, but, yeah, I, I think just, you know, the health of the team really the biggest takeaway, uh, like I was saying, um, you know, Zach comes out as another guy that, you know, limited throughout the spring, but Harson said he's going to be full go when they, you know, start summer workouts here in the next week or so. Let's get to quarterbacks here in just a moment. As someone who has torn my ACL in the past before, five months and you're already kicking some field goals uh, in some capacity is just unbelievable, uh, the progress that Anders Carlson has had. He's a kicker, Tom, that throughout his career has had some highs and lows. And in terms of accuracy and makes, obviously not to the level that his brother Daniel was, but how big could this be for Auburn to get a healthy Anders Carlson back and then for him to execute to the way that we know he's certainly capable of? Well, I mean, certainly it's huge. I mean, he's the third leading scorer in program history, um, you know, right there knocking on the door for number two. Um, but, you know, they also have the luxury where they don't feel like they need to rush him back. Um, obviously, they, they just signed the number one kicker in the country, and Alex McPherson, who also comes from, you know, a lineage of really good uh, specialists. Um, so, clearly they'll see where he is and how he progresses through fall camp. They're confident that he'll be back, but, you know, they don't need to rush him if, you know, he has any sort of setbacks. So, um, it's a nice luxury to have for sure, but uh, having a veteran like him back and healthy, um, obviously for, you know, that that, that super senior season, um, gives them a certain level of comfort in that special teams uh, unit. And, Tom, we found out the the time and, and TV location the first three games of the Auburn season. And, obviously, a lot of fans disappointed that Penn State was not a night game. It's a traditional 2.30 CBS game, as you would see with the big SEC games in, in conference play. Uh, so, did, did, you, did you wish it was a night game to kind of match home environments with what Penn State had last year, or, or is it just kind of being a little bit overblown? I mean, I think it's a little bit overblown for the fans. Certainly, they wish it. They wish it could be a night game. Um, you know, very few experiences match Jordan Hare for a big time night game. Um, so I think that would have been a nice treat for you know both Auburn fans and you know the Penn State fans visiting. Um, on the other hand, you know, Auburn. You know, these players are used to that. You know, mid September summer heat. Um, yeah, I, I don't think they're quite used to that in Penn State, so maybe the weather could end up being a little bit of a edge for Auburn from that aspect because um, 
I mean, we, we all know how you know ridiculously hot it gets that time of year, especially for those mid-afternoon games. So, um, you know, kind of on that note, I'm sure fans are very thrilled that the first two games of the season at least are you know under the lights. Talking about uh, that Auburn football team as they get set for the upcoming season, and you mentioned the health of Zach Calzada in the quarterback room. I mean, where is he at, Tom, and, and how big of a bolster could he be? Does he have a shot of being the opening day quarterback for the Tigers? Yeah, I think he definitely has a shot. I mean, you, you look at the four contenders there. Um, you know, obviously, TJ Finley's the front runner. I mean, he's a guy that's got experience in this offense. You know, he he showed some glimpses glimpses last season. Obviously, knew that there were things that he needed to work on throughout the off season, um, and he got you know the majority of the first team reps throughout the spring. But yeah, that Colorado, you you don't bring in another experienced SEC starter if you don't think that he can be your starting quarterback. Um, yeah, he, he was limited throughout the spring with that uh, injury to his non-throwing shoulder, which, you know, coincidentally enough, he injured uh, in that game against Auburn last year. Uh, something that Brian Harson kind of got a little bit of a, a laugh about. He's like, yeah, you know, on the on the one hand, you know, we're the ones that roughed him up, but on the other hand, man, wish we hadn't now. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm I'm really interested to see how he factors in. I think it's going to be. A really interesting race between him and TJ and uh, Robbie Ashford, who, you know, obviously, you know, turned a lot of heads for his performance on A Day and was kind of, you know, that that sleeper uh, in the in the race throughout the spring. Um, but yeah, I mean, Zach's going to be full go when they uh, get started on summer workouts here soon. Uh, the good thing for him is, you know, you don't really have much contact during summer workouts, uh, so he'll have a time to get, you know, all the reps that he needs with that offense and the way Harson put it on uh, Monday is that, you know, those guys are going to get equal reps with the offense throughout the summer and uh, just kind of see how they progress headed into fall camp. And of course, Tom, when we look at Brian Harson in his spring, obviously got off to a, a rough start having that controversy surround him that of course he gets through and, and now able to build some hopefully positive momentum with recruiting and, and spring practice and all that. But still, I think most around the league would want to talk about what happened with Brian Harson uh, late in the winter, early in the spring. However, uh, last week or so, uh, a, a big bombshell between Jimbo Fisher and, and Nick Saban having uh, some words for each other uh, kind of takes the attention off of that a little bit. How surprising was that to see uh, especially Jimbo's response to what Nick Saban said. Yeah, um, the, the Jimbo response, I think, was kind of wild. Um, you don't really see a coach go sports stress like that, um, you know, especially you know in, in this league. Um, you know, SEC commissioners, whether it's Greg Sankey or Mike Slab before him, they've done a pretty good job of kind of uh, you know tamping down those uh, kind of dust ups and making sure they don't spill out too much uh, into the public. Yet, you know, that one obviously kind of went nuclear pretty quick um, before uh, Greg Sankey, you know, kind of put a gag order on everybody. So um, certainly it's calmed down a little bit uh, in the last week, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be a hot topic uh, coming up in the next few days at SEC Spring Meetings. No doubt about that. We're talking with Tom Green from AL.com right now. You can follow him on Twitter at Tomas underscore Verde. Uh, when you take a look at the Auburn men's basketball side of things, Tom, we saw today that a couple of uh, non-conference basketball scheduling uh, things have come to be in place. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, I mean, uh, the first three weeks of the non-conference schedule are pretty much set in stone now. Um, really just depends on, you know, 
whether Auburn wins that one game in Cancun and who they're going to face if they win or lose there. But otherwise, the first three weeks of the schedule are set. Um, you know, first three games at home with uh, US or George Mason, USF, uh, Winthrop, then you got the Cancun Challenge, and then today they announced the uh, St. Louis game, which is going to be the return game for that home and home series after Auburn traveled to St. Louis last year. Uh, interesting bit about that is it's going to be on a Sunday, um, Sunday of Iron Bowl weekend. Uh, don't get many Sunday games, um, certainly not Sunday home games. I think, you know, since Bruce Pearl has been Auburn's coach, this is only going to be their fourth Sunday home game um, wow. in, the, in the regular season. I'm, you know, you know, not counting, you know, conference tournaments or NCAA tournament because obviously those can happen all weekend too. But, you know, Sunday, uh, Sunday probably afternoon game, uh, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, it's nice for fans because, you know, the fans that want to travel to Tuscaloosa for the Iron Bowl, they'll get a chance to do that. They'll get a chance to come back down to Neville Arena and catch a pretty good non-conference game against what should be a really good St. Louis team. In your eyes, does the roster for the men's basketball team seem kind of solidified going into next season, or are there still some question marks out there? I, I think it's going to be pretty solidified. Obviously, they still have that one uh, scholarship spot available, you know, assuming – you know, Alan Flanagan and Dylan Cardwell withdraw their names from the draft here in the next few days, which, you know, the expectation is that they probably will. Um, certainly, uh, Cardwell will. Um, Flanagan, Alan Flanagan's had a couple more NBA workouts this week to kind of see where he stands. But, um, you know, assuming both those guys are back, I think, you know, this roster could be pretty much complete and they might hold off on that last roster spot or the last uh, scholarship spot, either, you know, give it to a walk on like Leo Bowman or, you know, take that uh, second reduction that they have to take because of that NCAA penalty. Um, you know, there's a chance that, you know, once that June 1st deadline passes, that, you know, Bruce Pearl and his staff kind of, uh, you know, take scope of which players across the country um, that declare for the draft withdrew their names and see if there's anybody that might fit uh, you know, the last remaining needs for this roster. But, you know, Bruce is really happy about where things stand with this roster. Uh, I think the way the way he put it on Monday, um, he just got back from a trip to Israel. Um, he said he, he felt like Noah because he had two of everything. Um, <laughs> two point guards, two uh, wings, two guards, two uh, big men, everything. So, you know, he, he likes the makeup of this roster and what they've added. And uh, I'm sure he's eager to get those guys and start working on team chemistry coming up this summer. A lot of questions and uh, answers right now for Bruce Pearl's team as they get set for the upcoming men's basketball season. All right, Tom, before we let you get out of here, let's go off script for a moment with the Auburn-related topics. You are the native of Miami. We are not. Your beloved Heat find themselves with their backs against the wall, three games to two against the Boston Celtics. How are you feeling, man? Uh, anxious, nervous. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it, it sucks to... I mean, Boston's a really good team, um, and I know they're dealing with their injuries too, but clearly Miami's top players are pretty hampered by their own injuries, and you know, it just sucks to think what this series could have been if both teams were full strength. But uh, you know, I still believe, um, you know, holding out hope that the Heat can pull it off in seven, uh, especially because I will be in California this time next week and might have to you know, sell a kidney on the black market to get a <laughs> game game one ticket if it's heat dubs. So we'll see. <laughs> no doubt about that, man. That's awesome. Well, look, we always do appreciate the time. Tell us uh, where folks can find your work and maybe about the Auburn uh, coverage that you guys have there at AL.com. 
Uh, yeah, uh, find my work at ale.com slash Auburn. Um, you know, tomorrow I will have something on Chance Westry and kind of what he brings to the basketball roster and that kind of versatile, you know, guard wing role. Um, coming days, stay tuned for all the news and happenings from SEC spring meetings. I'll be heading down to Destin Monday afternoon. So. I look forward to the next uh, next week before I go on vacation. Really appreciate the time today, Tom. We'll do this again soon, okay? All right, great talking to you guys.